You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Hello, everyone. Hi. How was your Mother's Day? It was really, really good. It was, it was like a long day in the best way. Um, and I was spoiled and we got to spoil my mom and my mother-in-law. And it was just like such a fun day, all of us together. It, I started drinking mimosas like first thing in the morning. So <laughs> I was just living my best life. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, ours was good. We kind of did like two days. We um, I went to my sister-in-law's on Saturday. So we all got to do a, um, like breakfast there. And then on Mother's Day, we actually went out to brunch. Bottomless mimosas. So I yeah. hear you, girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just a lot of fun to get out to get out of the house and like be around our parents because we're all vaccinated now. So yes. it's yeah, it felt really good. Yeah, yeah, it just felt kind of like nor- almost normal. Same thing, like all vaccinated. It's just kind of like in our little vaccinated bubble, and it's like <laughs> yeah. okay, this is kind of all I need right now. So yeah. yeah, it was a it was a happy day, happy yeah. happy day. I hope all of you had an amazing Mother's Day as well. And if you missed it. We have a little something special that came out on Mother's Day over on our website, bossladiesandbabies.com. And it's an entire merch line. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> we've been working on this for so, like, we've been literally talking about this for, like, at least two years. I feel oh, like. yeah. Yeah. And it's finally, it's finally there. We have um, adorable sets that you can wear with your littles. We have just like boss gaty, boss gaty, wow, boss lady gear. We have mama merch. We have a beautiful robe, hats, coffee mugs, all the things like podcast specific merch as well. Like it's just so cute, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with it. And that's like all I'm going to be wearing from here on out. So if you <laughs> want to match us, <laughs> head on over and check it out because we're obsessed. There are some really cute podcast specific um, shirts and sweatshirts, like just special merch that all of the proceeds from those sales are going to go towards helping fund our book. So definitely check those out. Tell your friends, buy some for everyone, you know, and yeah, it's just helping us get towards our goal. So. Yes. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dig into our highs and lows. Um, I will go first. Um, let's see. My high is that we are in full sports mode around here <laughs> and we have baseball or softball, like five, nights a week probably and it was it's overwhelming but I'm also like finding my groove I think like I have I have to have everything out on a planner or like I don't even know where I'm supposed to be what day Um, but yeah I don't know we're just going with the flow it's been so much fun to go watch them and um, last night I got to like run the dugout for t-ball and it's just so much fun so we're having a lot of fun with that. And Mike is helping coach too. So Amazing. we're just like this little baseball family, which has been really cute. Cuties. I love it. That's pretty cute. Um, let's see my low. 
I don't have a particular low. Um, I'm just kind of feeling a lot of overwhelm <laughs> right now also. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving the sports, but also I have a lot of other stuff going on too, um, which I, I love. I mean, I work best under pressure, so I, I, I'm always having multiple projects going on at one time, but um, I, it's just getting to the point where I like in a constant state of like, anxiety because I just have so much to do and it's hard to even know where to start but I'll get through it and then things will be quiet again Mm -hmm. just kind of comes and goes in waves yep you've got this just hang in there grab that planner really (laughs) use that planner maybe it's your best friend yep seriously (laughs) what about you you a great job though you're thank you and that's all we can do super mom (laughs) Um, okay, let's see. Highs and lows besides besides you guys, I cannot talk today, which is really, really bad when you're doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> tripping over my own words. Besides our merchandise and our book, everything that's happening in the business world. Um, I think my high would be something to do with my living room. Okay, or I guess it's our family room. So since we bought this house, there was like the main room, the family room and the kitchen that just I have not loved. We loved every single thing else about the house. And I was like, didn't love that room when we first bought it. But I was like, oh, I can live with it. Like, we'll figure it out. And so all this time I was like hell bent on having an island because our kitchen didn't have an island. I was so upset about it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy this bar table. And so I've had this bar table. So from the kitchen to the back wall of this room, it's just this really long rectangle that's very challenging to decorate because on one end there's the fireplace and then on the other end is the oven. And it's just like so long and narrow. And anyway, it just has been driving me nuts. My husband is sick of me changing this room, (laughs) constantly moving things, returning furniture, getting new furniture. Like I've just been, it's just like at least every six months, I'm like, I hate this room. I need to change everything. So I finally let go of this idea that I needed an island. And I don't know, one day I just woke up and I'm like, a bistro table. I want a white round bistro table. And then I was just obsessing over this bistro (laughs) table for like two weeks. And so it turned out the most recent bar table that I had bought was still in the 365 day return policy (gasps) at Ikea. Which, what? Like, that's insane. And it was almost exactly 365 days. So I was like, okay, every year around May, it seems like (laughs) I need to change this room. So anyway, we packed up that table, drove to Ikea, returned it. And it was all like, drive up, return, bought a new table, put it together. And it is amazing. I love it so much. I'm like, I finally love this room. I'm so happy. Yes. Like, I think we finally got it. So for now, talk to me in six months. But right now, <laughs> I'm very happy with the room. That was like my highlight of the past week. Yeah. Um, low is Nora is really, really, really starting to drop that nap. And as of today, which is why I'm so frazzled, if you guys feel my energy through the microphone, even the quiet time that she's been taking in place of nap is not going too well. So she currently um, is not listening to me asking her to be quiet and stay in her room. So I've got her securely set up in a safe play area, 
hoping that she doesn't start pounding on this door as we're recording. <laughs> and if she drops this nap slash quiet time, like, I don't know how I'm going to work. Yeah. <laughs> I work during her nap time. I get up at 530 in the morning, work in the morning, work on her nap time so that I can rest in the evening. And this is going to be like game changing in a horrible way for me if she ditches yeah. this nap or quiet time. So I hope we're just having an off day, but it has been slowly getting to this point so yeah oh I'm sorry I know that that nap thing like I clung to the naps for as long as possible and I have friends Mm. whose kids like never napped which I just cannot like how do you function so I hope that it's just a little blip maybe she's having like a growth spurt or something yeah because she's also been waking up way earlier than usual too and Mm. so I don't know I just and I also don't like I usually try not to like work and stuff when I'm with her. And so I'm just not like right now she's totally safe and fine, like independent playing, but I'm not used to doing that. I'm like, man, we need to have another kid so she can have a friend to play with. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, I, just, I feel so guilty right now. I'm just like, she's fine. And like, she's just reading books and I'm in here working and I just, it feels weird knowing that she's like not sleeping and I'm in here doing this. But so that's my low, but you guys will get through it and find your new groove. Just exactly. Switching things up. Things have been the same for so long that it's like, oh yeah, she's still like evolving. We've just had the same yeah. schedule for so long, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's okay. We'll get through it. Yeah, you'll get through it. You're super mom. You can handle it. Thanks, girl. Yeah. Speaking of super mom, <laughs> like that little segue. I love it. I um, love it. <laughs> our um, guest on our show today is an author of a book called Secrets of Supermom, How Extraordinary Moms Succeed at Work and Home and How You Can Too. Her name is Lori. She's a wife and mom of four, all while working as a corporate executive and nurturing several side hustles. She helps moms who want it all develop the skills, habits, and confidence to happily have it all. Let's welcome Lori to the show right after this short break. Hey boss lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. So we've rolled out a new segment where we're highlighting boss ladies in our community by running an ad for your business. For all those with pain that won't quit, you do not have to keep living this way. Tracy Rodriguez is a corrective exercise specialist, giving women the tools to eliminate chronic pain when no other methods have worked. You can snag your free consultation to find pain relief by DMing her on Instagram at Tracy Rodriguez CES, or you can visit www.workpainfreeprogram.com to learn more. If you're interested in us promoting you on our show, send us an email and let's get bossy. Welcome to the show, Lori. Thank you so much for joining us. Ah, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're so excited to talk to you all about the secrets to being a super mom. Yes. Yes. Cannot wait to hear more about this. But before we dive into it, why don't you go ahead and tell your listeners about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. Tell us everything. Spill the tea. (laughs) All right. So my name is Lori, Lori Oberbreckling, and I am a wife. I am a mom of four. Uh, My oldest is 11 and my youngest is four. So I have a six and a half year gap between 
uh, you know, for the four kids between there. Uh, I am a corporate executive, so I do have a nine to five day job. And then I run a photography business on the side and newly am an author as of this year. So I just published my book, Secrets of Supermom in February, and it's been a really fun ride. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. We're like so excited to have you on here. This is perfect timing because as you all know, we have our book coming up. Um, so we're really excited to just kind of dig into this and then hear your secrets of being a super mom, because that's what we're all over here trying to be. So excited. Yes. So excited. So we have to start off by hearing about your book. Okay. What's your book? What is it? What's it all about? I love it. Okay. So the book is secrets of super mom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home and how you can too. So it takes 16 secrets. Um, in prepping for the book, I surveyed and interviewed almost 200 moms and really said what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what, um, you know, I talked to moms that stay at home. I talked to moms that have full-time jobs that have side hustles. I talked to moms that have all of them kind of like me. Um, and I really just wanted to say what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And so we came up, uh, narrowed it down to 16 secrets. So 16 chapters, 16 secrets of really what works for moms. Um, and and it's been great so, because what it, what it actually allows moms to do is you can take the book and say, oh, I really just need a reset. And you could read the whole book. Or you could say, you know what? I am really having a hard time getting up in the morning and having a good morning routine. Okay, you could focus on the secret of morning routine. You could focus on happiness. Uh, there's a, a chapter on the secret of happiness. So you could say, what am I really struggling with? And you could jump right to that chapter. The, the last benefit is that the way that I created it at the end of each chapter is a chapter wrap up. So it says, basically, here are the main things you really need to know about this chapter. And here's one thing you could get started right now today to make your life better. And so it really makes it easy for a mom that's super, super busy to still be able to say, Ooh, I could take some of these tips and I could start using them right now. Uh, because it is hard not to succumb to the overwhelm and the burnout and really just all of the everything that's going on, especially even in our day and age right now, uh, you know, as a working mom, as a mom with, you know, who's homeschooling or who has kids that are going back and forth between them or who has kids that are home full-time with them and trying to work full-time. It's just, it, there's a lot. And so any little tip is really useful for moms. Yeah. I love the format of that too, because I feel like so often that's why somebody would choose to go on the web over actually picking up a book because it's like, I just want like quick and dirty, give me the facts. That's all I have time for right now. So I love that that has that option to do both because yes. that makes life way easier. And yes. it just kind of gives you even more credibility because you're like, Hey, I get it. It's hard to be a mom. Like here's something that's going to make your life even easier. Completely Amazing on that. What like what made you want to write this book? And especially with this format and the topic, like what was your inspiration for that? So for a very long time, I thought it would be fun to write a book. Like I'm talking back in college, I would tell people, I'm not going to take my husband's name if I'm published, but if I'm published, then I'll take his name. So Oberbreckling, I took his name. Um, I was not published. And so for a really long time, I just thought it would be fun. I just didn't know what the topic was going to be. So for the last few years, I'd been taking notes and really felt like the mom focus was the direction I wanted to go. I wanted to help moms. I like helping moms. I want, I think that moms can get so overwhelmed, but I think that it's amazing to be a mom. We have so many cool things that we get to do that no one else gets to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to really help moms. And then 
2020 happened and the pandemic and everything that we were already doing went on super speed and everyone was drowning. Even those of us that kind of had it together were drowning. And those of us that had already been struggling were just at the bottom of the pool, right? So I really wanted to help moms and I thought I can do this and I could do this fast. So I worked with a coach and because I had never written a book before, I had never published a book before. And so I needed some guidance. So I worked with a coach and I was kind of on this fast track and the fast track, you would write the book in 30 days. And I said, okay, I can write a book in 30 days, right? Um, it is very hard to write a book in 30 days. So it, it, <laughs> it took me 34. I was very close, wow. but 34 days is a very fast time to write a book. Now, mind you, when you first write a book in your mind, if you're not a writer, you think, oh, I'm going to write it and it's going to be glorious. But then when you become a writer, you go, oh, this is like the dump of like just mind trash. And then you've got to figure out how to make that all together into what actually, you know, eventually comes out as a published book. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it was a different experience. And, and certainly I had un an unbelievable number of lessons learned, but, but it was very fun and, and it went very fast. Oh my gosh, I cannot, I can't imagine that. <laughs> It's, I mean, you're working from experiences that you already have. So really it was just taking everything that's in your brain and putting onto paper. It really was. It really? was me just getting this sort of mind map outline and then pulling it together into ideas that actually, you know, made sense together. And so, and then, you know, the next steps are the editing and, and all of those, those next pieces that, that actually take far longer than the writing part, uh, which I wouldn't have thought, you know, in my mind, I thought, oh, it's going to take a long time to write and then it'll be done. But no, it's uh, there's a lot of work that goes in once it's already quote written. Um, and, and it, but it's fun. I mean, I think that it is a really cool experience. I know a lot of people are, you know, and a lot of moms are thinking, Ooh, it'd be really fun to write a book one day. And uh, and I know you girls are doing one. And I think, <laughs> man, it, it's kind of a dream come true. And, and I believe that anyone could do it. If you really want to do it, you could totally do it. Well, it's so nice to hear that experience because I feel like before we even had talks of writing a book or talked to anybody else who's really done it, it's been like, this is something that will take years and it will like suck your soul out of you. And it's just like this really challenging, which I'm not saying it's not challenging, but like almost out of reach for the average person to be able to accomplish type thing, right? It just feels like writing a book is out of reach for most people. And so I love that you're sharing that experience because we all have such unique value to offer. And a lot of us who are interested in writing in, in general have probably been kind of doing something similar to what you're doing and just kind of even subconsciously storing these ideas throughout our lives that we could put into something tangible for people to get so much value from. I love that you're sharing that experience because even though it, that 34 days was probably extremely challenging, it's so nice to hear that that's something that can happen that quickly. It doesn't have to take your whole life to become a published author. It's true. I think we all have a story, right? And maybe we've just written notes about it, or yes, maybe we're just keeping them in our mind, in our, you know, in our brain file, or maybe we have just been keeping random notes somewhere, post-it notes of things. And, and we all have that story that can make a difference to what other people are doing. 
there's, you know, we have something in us that will give an impact to someone else and make a difference. And so a book, you know, there's so many ways to share, of course, we, you know, we're on a podcast right now, we can share on blog posts, we can share in lots of ways, but writing a book is just, it's a different way of sharing and it's a different way of taking it in. And sometimes, you know, you, I, for me, I love reading right? I, I've read for a really long time. I haven't been a writer, but I've definitely been a reader. And you can just, there's so much more depth that you can use at, if you have from something you're learning in a book. And I just love that. And so, um, you know, to, to be able to put that out there is, is pretty fun adventure. Yeah. And quite the accomplishment. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the, I think the most like intimidating part of the book writing, because if you're a writer, then the writing part doesn't seem that scary, really. I mean, you, it's your ideas, your thoughts, whatever. But the publishing part, I would have no idea where to get started with that. That's like the scary part. What was that process like for you? Yeah. So I found a coach and worked and I just went through a course essentially that kind of walked me through all the steps and that while I worked with a coach. And so that was huge. Um, I had never met anyone who was a writer who had published a book. I had never worked with anyone and I'd never done it myself. So I really, truly, I, exactly like you, I would have had no clue at which direction to go. So being able to kind of say, okay, you have written this. Now your next step is to review it. And here's how you're going to review it here. Here's how you're going to speak it. So one of the steps is to actually read your book out loud to yourself, the whole thing. Okay. And and I would have never in my mind thought, oh, that makes sense. I should do that, right? But you start to do that and you hear when things don't make sense. Your ears are perking up. Even when your eyes think it looks normal, when you say it, you go, oh, wait a second. That doesn't sound right. I've got to change that. Or, oh, that I never, you know, I, I didn't put this piece. I didn't already say this. So people are confused because it doesn't make sense. And so it, it really did help to kind of go through those steps and then um, going into a, hiring an editor. How do you do that? Hiring a formatter. Like someone has to make a book look like a book. And, mm -hmm. and I didn't know how to do any of that. So you went through those steps and then they taught you how to, how to self-publish. So, so I'm not working with a publisher. I'm independent. And so they taught you how to actually self-publish and be able to put a book out so that, you know, that you can Google me on Barnes and Noble right now. And there it is, or on Amazon and there it is. And it's just, it's mind blowing. But, but if you have the steps, it's not hard. It's just a lot of work. I guess. So we've talked about this process on how you get there. We're excited to kind of dig in and actually learn more about some of these things in your book and these secrets of being a super mom. So you say in your book that perfect balance is a lie, which I think that's something that I talk about all the time as well on my platform. And I feel like that's really something that we all strive for, but there really is no such thing as that perfect balance, right? Like our balance is always going to look different for everyone. So I want to hear a little bit more on what your thought process is behind this word of balance, which is almost becoming like a bad word for people now and kind of what your tips are for finding that alignment between work and home. Yeah, it really is kind of a bad word. And I'll tell you, so I, I told you, I interviewed nearly 200 moms and surveyed them and their number one, most difficult thing is time. And number two is balance. Mm. So it is at the very top of things that moms struggle with. Right. And I think it's a lot, like you said, it's that we're looking for this perfection. We're looking for it to be like this even scale where you have 32.2 hours spent at work and 32.2 hours spent with your family and you know the perfect amount of sleep and everything is just 
perfectly aligned. And that's just not how life is. You know, one week you might give a whole lot of extra to a project at work and you might be really proud about that project. And it's okay that you spent less time with your family. And one week you might go on vacation and not check in for work at once. And I hope that you do that. Please do that. Mm -hmm. um, but the, you know, you, you may have things that you have to switch off and it's sort of like a balance over a year versus a really kind of daily, weekly balance. It's just feeling that level of engagement all the time. So for me, the really the perfect balance is, is impossible because it just causes burnout. You, you're going to be burnt out in whatever it is that you're doing if you're constantly looking for it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I am in true alignment, I am fully engaged in what I am doing, no matter what it is. So I am fully engaged and present in hanging out with my kids, or I am fully engaged and present in date night, or in you know having a mom's night, or in a project I'm working on at work, or a new project, or something I'm doing with a side hustle. Uh, you know, and if I can feel that, if I can work to feel that engagement, I will always feel balanced, even if the times that I spent doing those things never were even close to what one would call balanced amount of time. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. I love this so much. I hope you all are really like tuning into that part. Rewind it. Listen to that again. Rewind. Is that what we even call it? Back, <laughs> back it up. <laughs> Listen to that part again, because that is so huge. Balance is never, ever going to be 50, 50. And I mean, I, I always say that my balance today could look totally different than my balance tomorrow, then it's gonna look next week, then it's gonna look in another year. It's just so personal. And I love, love, love that you are teaching people about this because we need to just like break that stigma of perfect balance. And it's something I'm so passionate about. I just feel like we have to be able to have our own kind of balance, our own perfect balance in our life to be able to be successful. Otherwise we're always going to be running around trying to do all the things and feeling like we sucked at everything at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a huge one. I, I love your perspective on that so much. It's, it's completely true. And we, and I think a lot of us also want to put balance on other people. So mm -hmm. saying, well, she seems more balanced than me, or my boss doesn't give me balance. My, my company doesn't allow work-life balance. And so much of it is what, our feelings going in, right? Feeling that engagement, but also setting boundaries. And I think making sure that you have boundaries in all things, and that is boundaries with your partner, boundaries with your kids, boundaries with work, and being able to say, wait a second, I am feeling off balance. Why? What is happening? Why am I not feeling engaged? Why am I feeling burnt out? And being able to stop and, and look at that and then say, where do I need to set a boundary? Because it's probably that I've, maybe I set one, but slowly I let that boundary go. And then I'm starting to feel that burnout and that overwhelm again. Mm -hmm. And being really honest with ourselves about like what we actually want to have as our boundaries and what actually is important to us versus like what we're consuming all day, every day and being told to think should be important to us. Yes. Like, I feel like I go down that rabbit hole so much because of the field of work that I'm in. And I'm, you know, watching all of these other women in similar life positions doing these things. And so it's so easy to let your self-conscious kind of drag you into, this is what my priority should be. This is where my boundary should be. And it's not often that we actually sit back and get super, super honest with ourselves and ask ourselves these really hard questions about like, what, what is it for me though? Like what's important to me? Where are my boundaries? Where are my priorities? And yeah, 
And they are hard, hard questions. They're yeah. hard. They're hard questions. It's hard to be honest. And it's hard to say, she might have what I want, but I don't have to take the same path to get there. Mm -hmm. It's okay for me to have a different path and a different level of balance or alignment, a different set of boundaries, and I can still do what I want to be doing. I really liked the part you were saying about um, just being really present and intentional in the thing that you are doing at that moment. That's something that Megan teaches a lot too. And it's still something that I struggle with so much. It's so hard to turn that brain off when you have like lingering projects so that I can relax and play with my kids. Uh, it's such a hard balance to find and it stresses me out. And at the end of the day, most of the time I'm like, where did my day go? Like, I don't feel like I fully did anything. I've just been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yes, so, going back and forth and trying yeah. to trying to do all the things, but not really doing any of them well, and maybe yeah. not doing any of them with presence to really enjoy it, to say, oh, I maybe I only spent, you know, 30 dedicated minutes with my kids today, but I was so present that it was worth that time instead of maybe I spent four hours with them, but I was constantly thinking about other things. And I have to do that too. I mean, I get it when you are thinking about this really exciting project that you have going on and your brain is going a million miles. And you know, my, my nine-year-old will be like, did you even hear me? And I'll say, <laughs> Oh no, I told, you know, and I didn't. And I have to be honest and say, I didn't hold on let me, I need to focus on you because I wasn't, I was in my own brain. Let me focus. Tell me again. I promise I'm listening. And then really stop and say, yes, I'm listening and, and, you know, be present in that moment. Yeah. That's something that we've been really working on with my kids. They're six and almost eight. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's so many times that it, it's funny seeing yourself reflected in your children, first of all, <laughs> but when <laughs> we're talking to them, they will just like, turn away and be doing something else. And I'm like, you, like, I need full body listening. You guys learn full body listening. But when they're talking to me, I'm always doing something else. Mm -hmm. I, I have to be, otherwise I would not move from the spot because they talk all day long. <laughs> but it's like, it, it's just funny to see the behaviors that I do reflected in them. And so we are trying very hard to, okay, stop what we're doing. Like we're going to sit and have this talk, like one thing at a time, very intentional. And that's, that's, it's been tough, but it's really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Intentional. I love the word intentional. That is one of my favorites because yes, it, if we're not paying attention, then things just happen, right? If we can be intentional, we can say, okay, here's something I'm doing and I want to make this better. I want to do this better. I want my kids to do this better. I want to model this better. And, and being able to do that is just, it really just changes your relationship. And, and, and especially if we can remember and, and be able to do that when they're little. I mean, I feel like being able to learn some of these things and my kids are still pretty small. It's nice because I, I have to assume that this is going to be you know, some, some good quality things in place as they get older and start to become more independent and become teenagers and, and have their own personalities that, you know, really shine. So. Mm -hmm. And these things that we're talking about for all of you listening, this isn't just like a, a switch that you can flip overnight. And just remember, like, as you're trying to find your balance, and I'm sure that your book goes into this as well, but just being really patient with yourself and letting yourself kind of go through that journey because even those of us who teach this, we still struggle with it. I mean, you just heard Lori say, sometimes she even has to backtrack and say like, I wasn't listening to you. Let me try that again. We are never going to be perfect, but the fact that even you are aware that this is something that you want to have a better 
flow of in your life, a better balance in your life is huge. And as you navigate through that, just give yourself as much grace as you can and, and know that it's okay to make those mistakes and own up to those mistakes and then try again the next day. That's all that we can do. Yep, absolutely. So there's a few topics from your book that we are excited to hear some more about, if you don't mind. Yes, um, we do. wanted to start with the culture of complaint and why complaining is making you sick and how to stop. I love that. And I, I want to hear all about it. Yes. So I have used the term culture of complaint for years. I've used it in business forever because I see teams that sort of develop this, what I call the culture of complaint. They get into a spot where all they're ever doing is complaining. And so for me, my definition is complaining is all problem, no solution. So it's constantly talking about what's wrong and never going, wow, we need to fix this. So it is something, so complaining physically can actually make you sick. It will take your uh, immune system down. It increases your blood pressure. It increases your blood sugar. It increases all sorts of um, anxiety. And so when teams do this, even the ones that are not complaining, maybe, right? So you're in a group, you're not, you're not the one complaining, but you're listening to it. It's even impacting those. So this culture of complaint is really bad for teams. It's really bad for friendship groups. It's really bad for families. So I want to encourage people to be of that problem solving mindset. I want people to understand that they, sometimes people need to vent, right? Sometimes life is just crazy and you might have to just have a freak out moment, but to know, all right, I'm going to have this freak out moment. And then I am going to focus on a solution. I am going to brainstorm solutions. I'm going to think about what I want to happen, not what I don't want to happen constantly be thinking about how I want life to be. And then I can come up with that path and that plan to be able to do it. Um, but it's just even, uh, you know, for me, like I said, I did it in teams, but then I would see it in friendship groups. You know, we'd go out for a mom's night and it would be an entire night of complaining. And I am a very um, extroverted. I love to be with people. I, it is not exhausting to me at all. It's usually very energizing. And if I would come home and feel completely depleted, I knew that something wasn't right. You know, I knew that I should feel like on top of the world right now. And I would feel exhausted. And it really was that it was so much complaining that it just sort of tore me down. And so I want, um, you know, that, that chapter that we have is really learning how not to just complain and, or to be able to vent and then switch over to that, that problem solving mindset and be able to, um, to take that a little bit further and then be able to use it with your kids too, because, you know, it's easy for, if we're complaining, we're setting that model that, mm -hmm. that they are complaining. And, you know, sometimes you think, man, they're complaining all the time about everything. And then you go, Ooh, that is <laughs> maybe a little bit of a mirror on how, right. how I'm acting at home. Yeah. So it's uh, you know, a little educational as well. Yeah, it's so much easier to complain. And that's something that I try to be present about as well. But it's really hard. And when you step back and actually look at how often you're complaining, it's kind of like, yikes, cringy, you know, because it is so easy. Just like, how was your day? Oh, it was fine. This happened and this happened and this happened. Like it, it, we just do it without thinking about it. I really like that, you know, vent, but then have a solution. Yeah. I, I, I'm all about being proactive and, you know, trying to find something better. Um, 
and what you were saying about the reflection of your children, like when they're whining all day and it's just like so frustrating. <laughs> Wonder where it comes from. It's true. It's true. You uh, you you do. You kind of if you take a step back and you're you know intentional about paying attention, you you can see that and and then go, ooh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna practice focusing on the positives of today. We're gonna practice, you know, even if you put small things into place, like our family does best worst at dinner. So you don't just get to sit down at dinner and spew all the horrific things that happened to you that day. You have to come up with something that was the best. Maybe it was a crappy day and maybe your best isn't that best, but guess what? There's something that wasn't that horrible that happened and you share your best and then you get to share your worst as well. And that gives us a chance to kind of, you know, share emotions and then also really every day say something at least decent happened today. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, and that's been a really nice little tradition that we've got going on that helps us stay out of that culture of complaint. I feel like that when you mentioned the friend group thing, I've noticed this a lot with moms because I mean, it's nice to have someone to vent to about your kids that understands too, like the hard parts of being a mom. But again, it is really draining and you come home like Megan and I are both huge empaths and we like take on all of these, those emotions from other people ugh, and it's just a lot. So that's yeah. a, I like that trying to find po more positive spin on things and maybe we can get together and talk about how much we love our kids and <laughs> manifest all that right? good behavior that we want to see when we get home. <laughs> yes. Or even just solutions. If you know, you can think about, okay, I had a, you know, if you think about hanging out with a friend, certainly you're going to talk about things that are not great because mm -hmm. that's your friend, right? You want to be able to be open and honest, mm -hmm. but think about the times where you just have complained the whole time and how exhausting that is versus the time where they said, Hey, have you tried this? Or, Oh, that happened to me too. And I did this, you know, X, Y, and Z and you coming home with an actual idea, an actual solution that you can say, okay, this is okay. I had a, I had a recent lunch with a friend and she has a kiddo that is three years older than my oldest. So she's like paving the way, right? She's, <laughs> she's doing the things that I'm like, that's me in three years. And she was telling me about this behavior trick stuff that she had done that I hadn't done yet. And I thought, okay, I can go home and I can try this, you know, for, for these types of behaviors. And it was great because we got to learn, a, I got to learn a little bit while still getting a little venting out because, you know, sometimes behavior is behavior. So, um, so yeah, I think that, I think that that's a great way to do it too, is by focusing on that solution. You can still get some venting in and, and, um, and feel happy about it as well. Yeah, it's a good idea to try to be that person who sets the tone for your friend group or for your family and try to actively be that person who directs the conversation to, towards a solution or away from the complaining. In this podcast, we really try to keep things real and, you know, invite mamas to go through like the highs and lows of motherhood. And we have a segment at the beginning of our show where we share our highs and lows for the week because we we know it's important to get it out and we want people to relate and feel like, oh man, like I deal with that too. But also we can't just harp on that the whole time. And you know, it just is, nobody's going to want to listen to a show where we're just, you know, venting about our kids the whole time. And then also with our hot mess moments, you know, we have people come on and share these moments that are something that they might be complaining about, but they end up being funny and kind of putting that spin on it. So as you're, you know, listening to this and trying to incorporate this into your life, just kind of try to be that person in your friend group who changes the way and changes the culture. I think that that's, that's really special. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. The other one we really wanted to talk to you about was the secret that you have to share with us. So we want you to spill the beans on the secret of happiness. And you mentioned that at the beginning of our episode today. So how can we be intentionally happy every day? Yes. So there is a chapter uh, dedicated to happiness because I think for me, it's the most important. It's my favorite chapter. I think that our whole goal is to find a place where we're doing what we want to be doing and we're happy doing it. And so I have, there's a lot of tricks in the book. So you can definitely read the book and get a lot of different tricks. But for me, the number one thing is a happiness list. So I recommend to moms to make a happiness list. And what that is, is literally you sitting down for 20 minutes, 30 minutes and writing down everything you can think of that makes you happy. Anything that brings you joy. If it takes one minute, five minutes, if it takes, you know, if it's an hour long massage session, whatever it is, write all of these things down because by looking at a list and saying, okay, all these things make me happy. I can then say, how can I work one of these into every single day? Maybe it's five minutes of reading. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's some jumping jacks because working out makes me happy. Maybe it is truly, you know, scheduling monthly or every six months, a massage or getting a pedicure or something like that. But really being intentional and saying, I am going to do something that is for me that makes me happy every single day. And by making that list, you, you have that ability. Now I've also been asked, um, and now this is a couple of times in the last couple of months uh, in talking to mom groups, they've said, well, what if I don't know what makes me happy? Like, what if I have this list and I, you know, I've got, I've got a paper in front of me and I don't even know what to write on it. I just feel lost. And first of all, that breaks my heart and yeah. crushes my soul a little bit. Um, but my response is, what did you do when you were little? So at some point you remembered what made you happy. So what did you do when you were little? Was it paint, draw? Was it, was it play sports and go, you know, go for a run? Was it that you talked on the phone to your friends? Was it that you, you know, wrote poetry? What did you do when you were little? What did you do in college? What did you do before you were married to your partner? What did you and your partner do before you had children? If that was the order of, of, of things. Um, you know, what have you done with your kids that makes you really happy? What, you know, what brings you joy with them and just kind of slowly going through those steps of your life and saying, Hmm, where was I happy? What was I doing? And then it sort of gets that flow going and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember I, man, I love to read and I haven't read a book in two years or wow. I, you know, I forgot how happy I am just sitting at a park, having a picnic, doing, you know, being really just chilling and you can start to think of those things and then that starts to kind of get your list going and get you really ready to be able to start putting those things in every day. I like that. I like that a lot. That's different than anything that I've heard before. Cause so often we hear people tell us like, write down what you're grateful for, which I feel like is kind of in line with that, you know, and you attract what you're putting out there, but to actually have that list that you can go back on and put into your day-to-day life, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big secret. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty big secret. Well, and I, I am not against gratitude. I love mm-hmm. gratitude. I want, you know, if you can do it every day, I do it as part of a morning routine, but if you can do it every day, please do like that mm-hmm. is, that is always, you know, but gratitude is more looking for, to me, more looking back on what happened today that I can be grateful for. Right. Whereas the happiness list is really being intentional and saying, mm-hmm. I want to be happy and I'm going to take things that make me happy and I'm going to put them in my day on purpose. Mm-hmm. So maybe Maybe I have two stressful meetings back to back and I know that I might have a five minute gap. Maybe I'm going to put something that makes me really happy right in the middle of that. 
right? Maybe, and you know, maybe it's eating something that I really like. Maybe it's, you know, it doesn't have to be anything big, but if it, if I know that I can split up my day by adding in something that brings me joy, then I'm better able to make it through to the end, even if I've got some struggles that I, that I'm expecting that day. And then do you find yourself having to force yourself sometimes to do that thing? Like you put it into your schedule intentionally, but then like, those are the things that it can be so easy to be like, oh, well, I have to get to this other call. So I'm just going to skip this thing. Like, how do you make sure that you stick to it? Yeah. I think that really is kind of getting in the habit. Mm. So as you continue to do this, right, any change is going to be hard. Even a change that you like is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. So really just saying every day, every morning, I'm going to make sure I have a happiness list thing in my schedule and I'm going to do it. And then looking at it at the end of the day and say, did I do my happiness list? Uh, you know, and if I didn't, why, what, what did I let come, what did I let get in the way? You know, where did I let a boundary down and not put that boundary in place so that I could get what I needed? And, you know, how can I say tomorrow, I'm not going to do that again. And really, again, being intentional, paying attention, knowing what's happening so that you can make those changes and, and slowly it will become more of a habit where you say, nope, I'm doing it because that's my time. And I already said that that's what I was going to do. And I'm keeping that promise to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love this way. I haven't heard, I haven't heard of this or thought of, of anything like that. Like we talk about self-care a lot, but in the gratitude thing or like every time self-care, just like take a quiet minute, whatever, but actually like digging in and thinking like what even makes me happy. Sometimes it's hard to come up for a breath of fresh air and be like, Oh, I'm allowed to like take that five minutes and do something that I like. I don't have to spend that time folding laundry or whatever. That is like ultimate self-care. I love it so much. Yes. Yes. And I use an example in the book about, I, I talk about rest a little bit differently than happiness, but I use an example that's like somebody, you know, I had asked a friend like what she was doing and she, to make herself happy. And she was like, oh, I watch a show that I like while I fold laundry. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't watch a show while you like while you're folding laundry. That is not being happy. That is multitasking. Like good job for that. But that is not, you know, you need to actually focus on the thing that makes you happy. You're not fully focused if you are you know, folding laundry and, and yelling at the kids down the hall and watching your show at the same time. So yes, completely agree. I love that. So you also have some motivation hacks for busy moms. I'm dying to hear those. Yes. So there are in the book, we talk about um, your motivation style. So I won't get into that because it's a little in depth, but it talks about kind of figuring out your motivation style to figure out what, what keeps you motivated in the first place. But a couple of super quick hacks. So we'll talk about two of them. Um, one is just to start. And I know that that seems so easy. But for me, my big, my best example is when I have to pick up the house. So four kids, two adults, two giant dogs, our house is like hurricane level madness in a very short period of time, right? We can do some real damage in a single day. And so if I have to get cleaned up, I don't want to, right? Nobody wants to pick up their house. It's just right. awful. So I will say you only have to pick up those shoes and that's it. That's all we're going to do right now is pick up that. But then once I start, once you start one thing and you're like, okay, I could pick up the jacket. All right. I could pick up that little pack of toys. And then you just kind of get going. Same thing with folding. Like if I'm going to fold a, um, a basket of laundry, if I just start with one thing, I'm like, oh, it's, I'll just finish it. Right. You kind of, once you get going, you can sort of stay in motion. 
So you might not be motivated to do it and you may never actually be motivated to do it the whole time, but you can get enough motivation going to continue. Mm. So that's number one. Um, the other one is to pay attention to your energy. And again, we're talking about being intentional, but paying attention to your energy. So if you have something, let's say it's a really big work task, right? You've got a big work project you're working on and you know that you've got to really work to be motivated to get this done and that you've got to you know, stay on track. You're not going to do that in the time of day that you are dragging. So for me, that's the middle of the afternoon. I am not high energy at three in the afternoon. I'm just not, I'm not going to do something that requires lots of energy, lots of motivation, lots of, you know, intelligence even <laughs> at that time of day. And, and whereas at five in the morning, I am on fire and I will, I can do all sorts of things. And so I know that about me. And by knowing your energy levels, planning for what you're doing that day around that really will help you be motivated just on accident almost, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you, you have to put a lot less energy into getting going. So those are the two things that are really fast and really easy that someone could apply today. I like that. I, my energy level is the same as you, you in the morning. I get up super early and that's when I get majority of my tasks done because I just know my brain works better in the morning. Like I can yes. just do it. <laughs> yes. You're like on fire in the morning. And then, yeah. and it, I mean, like late evening for me, one time I did an interview very late in the evening. It was like 10 PM. And I thought, Oh, how am I ever going to stay <laughs> motivated and stay energized? Cause I just, by that point, you know, I'm, I'm very tired and, mm -hmm. and I've had a whole day. So, so yes, knowing your energy is really important. Yeah. Um, and with the just get started for the motivation, I heard something and I wish I could remember where I heard. I don't know if I read it online or if I heard it on a podcast, but it said something along the lines of if it takes you less than a minute to do, don't wait to do it. Just do it right then. And so yes. I've been really intentional about that because that's how stuff just piles up so often, I feel like. And I'll just be like, oh, I don't want to pick that up. And then I'll be like this little ding in my head, like, oh, wait, that will take me less than a minute. I just need to walk it downstairs or what have you. And just doing that makes things so much easier. And it's yes. actually been really good for my marriage as well, because it's like, okay, maybe that was his dish or whatever in the office, but it took less than a minute for me to take it downstairs. Now I don't have to get angry that it's there. And just having that little trigger for myself to remind myself to do the thing has helped with my motivation a lot. Yes. I know that Gretchen Rubin talks about that in her books. I don't know if it, if it's originally from her, but, yeah. but she does, but it's true. If things can, you know, if you can do something very fast, because the other thought is, okay, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? Do I need to put it on a checklist? Am I going to have this checklist of 400 things because I have all these things that I have to do, some of which are very fast. Instead, I can get all of them done. And then I only have to think about and put mental energy into the things that really matter, the things that really do take quality time, you know, a quantity of time and not just those fast, easy things. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, our last question for you for today, um, if you could share one piece of advice on how to balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would it be? I would say protect your time. Um, 100% protect your time. You don't worry about what you think you should be doing and what you have to be doing. You do be very intentional. Think about what you want to be doing, what you know is right and protect that time in your boundaries. I like that a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, before we let you go, it's time for our hot mess moment. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so I was trying to think. I, you know, there. I'm sure that there are just probably so many, right? But I think for probably all of us, we're like, oh dear, what just happened? To me? Um, but there was one, and this is a story. I don't know that I've ever told this in public, but I've told my family many times. Um, so when my kids were little, I made their baby food. Um, I thought baby food just seemed gross, and so I thought I'm going to make baby food. Well, when my first, my oldest, who's now 11, when Kinley was little, she would, or she had homemade baby food. And I knew that in baby food jars, they made prunes. And I thought I could make prunes, uh, you know, like I could homemade prunes. That seems pretty easy. So I did, I homemade prunes and I knew they were used for constipation, right? I knew this, but I didn't in my mind actually know. So I thought, oh, I wonder if she likes them. I'll see if she likes them. Well, y'all, prunes are delicious. And she <laughs> ate a lot of these delicious prunes that I homemade. And I thought, oh my goodness, I made such a yummy, she was so happy. I made yeah. such a yummy snack. This is so good. Um, and then I created what I can only describe as a poop waterfall. And it just <laughs> kept coming. It was just coming and coming. And I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm this first time mom. And there's, yeah. it, it was everywhere. Um, and so I never, ever, ever made homemade prunes again. So if you have a baby, do not homemade the prunes. Do not give them the prunes. It's a bad, bad, bad idea. Oh, oh so God. bad. It was so, so bad. So yes, that was a very big hot mess. Yeah. Oh my God. Figuratively and literally. Yeah, it was literally a mess. Oh my gosh. I love that. I feel like that's a, a pretty simple mistake though. I did the same thing and I was like, my kid is gonna, well, not with the prunes, but the making the baby food. Um, my kid's not gonna be picky. Like I went and bought all the, like, a rutabaga I'm like what do you what's a rutabaga how the heck do you cook this all these different things and like throwing prunes in there doesn't seem that weird until it happens and it, so I'm so sorry it seemed like a very very good idea and then when yeah. she liked it I thought it was even a better idea yeah. oh man here I am killing it at this mom thing no I was not killing the mom thing. oh my gosh oh my oh. gosh I love that so much. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us. That honestly, to me, that feels like a super mom moment because it's hilarious to look back on. So we really appreciated you coming on our show today, sharing that hilarious story with us. So relatable. I definitely, if you listen to our beginning episodes when my daughter was a baby, I just had issues like that all the time with her. Um, but yes, this has been just a really inspiring episode and is your book out already or it is. it's out okay perfect it is. Well, I'm excited to grab a copy of that and check it out because these things that you're saying are just like we haven't heard them in this way before yeah. so I'm really really excited to learn a little bit more about how we can be super moms thank you so much it. yes absolutely so before we let you go um why don't you tell people where they can find you how they can support you where they can get your book all of that Absolutely. So the book is available on Amazon and it actually, you can get it on Barnes and Noble, Walmart, I think as well. Um, but on Amazon it's, so it's called secrets of Supermom, And if you just search that, it comes right up. Uh, I also am at secrets of and I have Facebook and Instagram, both secrets of Supermom. Uh, and then if you want to know your own secrets, uh, or your own Supermom superpower. So I do have a brand new quiz, brand new. Uh, and it is, what is your Supermom superpower? So it kind of figuring out what you you really do best that you could, um, that you can use to, to, to be even more super mom like. So that is at secrets of forward slash super mom quiz.
fun. Oh my gosh. I actually took the quiz today, you guys. Ah! <laughs> I'm like a sucker for quizzes. I love quizzes. And I got self-care queen, which Ooh, is I like really it. Me. Yeah. So there's some, yeah, I'm curious to hear other people's results too. Oh, yes. We are all very yes. different. If that's what I always want. I always want people to share what their results are because I think it's so fun to see what, what people get. I, uh, my sister took it and she was a priorities protector. And so was I, I was like, Ooh, we're both priorities yeah. protectors. Okay. <laughs> but it's really fun. I, you know, I love, I love quizzes too. I think that yeah. they're super fun and, and they always give you some fun insights into it. You're like, Oh, I do that. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Okay. I'm like, cool. as soon as we're done with this, I'm gonna go take it. <laughs> you gotta know my superpower. And everyone listening, make sure you go take it too and share with us what your results were because we're excited to hear from you. And with that, we will see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Yes. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay, stay bossy. bossy.